Match day five. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And we're live from the Radisson Red in Glasgow with the Euronites in association with friends at Steen. Great crowd here tonight in the Radisson Red. We're really looking forward to it. Listen, it's been a tough run, hasn't it? Celtic went out of the tournament last night. At Real Madrid next week, it beckons, but Celtic are out of Europe. And Rangers so far, no points after the first four games. Ajax at home next week. But the Rangers legend, Barry Ferguson, is with us. Barry, what are you feeling tonight? I know everyone's been nervous about it, but this is Napoli in the Champions League over there. How are you feeling? Um, well, I, I should be looking forward to it, Paul. But um, listen, it's been a, a definitely a hard watch in, in Europe. Um, so like you're coming up against a top-quality team in, in Napoli. For me, they're the, they're the best team I've seen, um, not just in this group, but throughout the, the Champions League. So... I think it's going to be a hard one for Rangers tonight. Um, it'll be interesting to see what way he lines up. Does he go with a back five or does he stick to his normal 4-3-3 formation? Um, but it's a Champions League. You should really be looking forward to it. But I, I'm afraid it might be a, a tough night for Rangers. Mark Guiri, Mark, what do you think about Rangers? Barry saying, will he change the formation the way uh, they line up tonight? No points so far. Uh, and no Rangers fan wants that to be the case after uh, next week's final game? Well, I, I think, Paul, that, that Giovanni will pick a team tonight with one eye on Saturday. Because the bottom line is, Saturday's more important than tonight. Giovanni can afford to, to, to sort of lose tonight's game. I think Europe's pretty much been written off, and I get that. Um, but Saturday, if he did drop any more points on Saturday, I think that would cost him his job. I think the trigger would be pulled. So, therefore, I think he'll have a team in mind tonight but bearing in mind it's more important than Saturday. That's why I think I don't think Cholak will start tonight. He'll be kept for Saturday. And I think Morelos will be given the nod to lead the line. And I think it will be his usual kind of 4-3-3 formation. Barry, what do you say to that? Morelos leading the line and Cholak will be on the bench because the game against Aberdeen is more important. Yeah, it is more important because obviously with the, the two drop points in, in Saturday against Livingston, um, look, every game you play with Rangers is important. But listen, they're not going to qualify for European football. So I think his, his eyes will definitely be on Saturday. Would I go 4-3-3 over in, um, Napoli? No, I wouldn't. I would go and, I would no part the bus, but I would go and 5-4-1 and, and make it difficult and try and frustrate um, Napoli. Because I think if you open up against Napoli, the quality players they've got, they're going to hurt you, Paul. Napoli could be winners of this tournament, couldn't they? The way they've started. 100% are yeah. the best team I've seen. Best team I've seen. Um, look, I knew they were a very good team, but until you actually watch them close up, and since Rangers were drawn in a group against them, I've watched um, plenty of Serie A stuff, obviously, with my nephew been over there as well. Um, they're a top-quality outfit. In here last night, ahead of the Celtic game, the Robbie Williams concert was coming on, so it was absolutely mobbed, Barry. Tonight, we've got another superstar with us from the world of sport. He is, has been a world champion, a Paralympian champion. He's won at Wimbledon. You've won all over the world. Ambassador of the Kilt Walk, and we're absolutely delighted and honoured that Gordon Reid MBE is with us in the house. Gordon Reid is here. Hey. Thanks for having me along. Gordon, I was lucky enough to meet you a couple of years ago at the Kilt Walk. You and Jim White, Tom Hunter, Judy Murray starting. You've been injured this season, though, so uh, it's been difficult for you. What happened earlier this season? Yeah, it's been a long year for me. Uh, I've had a wrist injury uh, longer than a year now, about 18 months, and actually ruptured the tendon earlier in the summer, just after the French Open. So I've been pretty much on my holidays and recovering most of the year. But 
it's not all bad because I've been getting to more Rangers games than any other years of my life, so I've been enjoying that. Have you and Billy Steen been at a few of these games? Because when you look at it, you know, you'll, you will look back and say, Liverpool, I'm not mentioning the result uh, just the other week, but it's been some group that they're in. H have you enjoyed any of it? Not, not much, no. not much, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, no, obviously, it's, it's great for us to be back in the Champions League. I mean, it's where the club belongs, and it's been a long time long time coming. But um, obviously, we've shown a couple of patches where we've competed quite well. You know, the start of the Napoli game before the sending mm -hmm. off. The first half, I think, up until uh, Goldson went off injured against Liverpool at home. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a big challenge for us tonight. So you've been a Rangers fan for years. You'd have watched Barry in many occasions? I definitely, yeah. He was uh, sort of my era when I was when I was younger, growing up, and uh, he was a captain. So yeah, it's a pleasure to be sitting next to him tonight. And what are you thinking for tonight? Mark was saying, thinking that I mean, isn't it incredible that the, the league is the most important thing? And you're not writing off tonight, but you're looking to the weekend and the match with Aberdeen. Would you start with Morelos tonight and Cholak, the top scorer on the bench? Yeah, I think I actually agree with, with what Mark was saying because uh, definitely what you're saying about. The match on Saturday is probably more important, but it's definitely more important for Gio because the chances of him getting sacked after a Champions League game is probably not that high unless it's 7-1 again. But as you say, if he drops points at the weekend, then he's in a lot of trouble, I think. Barry, do you think that kind of result, a 7 I'm not even what you think like, think like that. <laughs> refusing to answer the question. Yeah, yeah. I'm refusing Aye. to answer yeah. that. Sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I know. It's, um... Look, it's going to be difficult. Listen, it's, you're coming up against a top quality team with top quality players. It is going to be a hard night. Um, I just think you've got to go over with a game plan to, to try and sit in and maybe hit them on the counter-attack, maybe get a set piece, get something from that. Um, but again, I, for me, all focus goes on the last four league games. Um, they can't go any... Um, further behind Celtic you've got to have a mindset thinking Celtic are going to win the remaining four so you've got to go in with these last four games making sure you get 12 points that's what they've got to do What did you think of Celtic last night Barry? You saw, saw yeah, the game 1-1 I, one, one. I thought they competed I thought they just lacked that bit of quality in the, the final third but that's what happens when you you play in the Champions League you come up against um, good teams with good players um, they created chances again, just probably, <clears throat> sorry, probably just no ruthless enough. Um, but I, I think um, a one each draw was probably the right result. Can you tell us what it was like playing in Champions League? And we talk about, you know, the step up from playing in Scotland and playing there. How many games roughly would it take you to get that? Because, you, you know, you look at Shakhtar last night, mm -hmm. not the best team in the tournament, but they looked faster yeah, than we, Celtic. We, when you play in the Champions League, they think quicker, they move quicker, they're physically stronger. Um, and we were talking off air about it. It took me probably 10, 15 Champions League games to get really up to speed in terms of what I was coming up against. Because you're coming up against probably the best players in Europe each time, you, whoever you're drawn against. So um, it was a, a learning curve. But you've got to learn, learn quickly, Paul. You're in the Champions League, as I said. And as a football player, that's where you want to play. You want to play against the, the best teams and the best players. But like, there was a major difference. There's no doubt about that. Was that the worst missed last night? Did everyone see it here at the Radisson Reds? Yeah, uh, Sikhan, Mark, and you saw a great goal, good goal from Gikamakis, and then a, a great goal from Mudrik. Yeah, Mudrik was, was, was really special. We a hell of a strike uh, from 20 yards. And then the miss from, from Sikhan, that's the worst I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, Worse than Van Vossen? Yeah, Van Vossen, you know Ronnie Rosenthal, whatever. Take a touch yeah. there? He's been two minds, Barry, yeah, and it's been a heavy touch. Yeah. They slot it in. I mean, it was, listen... It was maybe three inches behind them, mm -hmm. but still, with all the time in the world, Hearts yeah. taking out the equation, 
take a touch and put it in. I'll just you know let it come a- across a wee bit more. But uh, it was a it was a hell of a miss. And um, Kyogo's missed what you would regard as a sitter as well, one on one with with the goalie. You've got to stick them uh, away. But it's different. Just Paul and the Radis read the mentality between the Celtic supporters and the Rangers supporters. As a Celtic, I've got two points at a possible 15, two yep. draws out of five games. The bottom of the section, they're out of Europe with a game to go. Seven defeats in a row in the Champions League yep. at home. But the Celtic supporters have accepted it because they think their team's had a go and they've created whatever it is, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40, 50 chances. But as the Rangers supporters, there's no points on the board and they've not found the performances in the group games acceptable. Obviously, the 7-1 defeat to, to, to Liverpool. They played well in the first half. Mm-hmm against um, Napoli until Sands get yep. sent off. Played well in the first half against Liverpool at Ibrox and then the roof fell in the set half. But they need to show more. But I still have sympathy for Giovanni Van Bronckers. He got the team into the Champions League. He got them that 30 or 40 million quid, which is a lifesaver financially for the club. He's now paying the penalty because he got them in and they didn't strengthen the squad on the back of it. You know, they didn't strengthen the squad on the back of that. And now he is paying the price for coming up against that that quality. Had he not made it into the Champions League and win the Europa League, he wouldn't be going through what he's going through. His job wouldn't be on the line. So he's paid the price for being successful. Steven Gerrard never got him into the Champions League. Failed against a 10-man Malmo team. And he never came under that kind of scrutiny that, that Giovanni has. So I, I get it. It's the reality of the situation. But I do have a lot of sim- sympathy for Van Bronckhorst. Gordon Reid, what do you feel about that? The, that's a good point about Gio. He's been dealing at the Champions League. And he didn't get the money that meant... Did you think that he would be able to spend... Well, I, I didn't think we would go out spending, you know, flashing the cash right, right, left and centre because uh, I think we'd spent a lot of money that we needed to make up in the previous years. But I did think we would maybe pull out maybe one sort of marquee signing when we did get that qualification because you can't expect it that they planned not to be in the Champions League and maybe that would be a sort of bonus. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's right what you're saying. You know, he is paying the, the price, but I think it's coupled along with the domestic performances and the approaches and the lack of entertaining and attacking football in domestic games, coupled with the results in Europe together is what's got him under pressure, not just the European games. Because you're still to see the best of the Tillmans, Matondos. Most of the new players, Barry, haven't yet hit the heights. Yeah, the, the, the recruitment's not been um, spot on, let, let's be honest. Sholak scored goals, 13 goals he's, he's uh, put in the back of the net. Lawrence, up until he got injured, there was signs that he was a a very good player. I'd watched him before in, in Derby and he was a captain there. He, he's certainly going to be a good player for Rangers. Ben Davis now starting to get a run of games. He's showing his quality, but the rest are still question marks over that. Um, and what would surprise me, knowing Gio, he knows the Dutch league inside out. I'm surprised there's been no Dutch players yeah. um, brought in. Um, so that's something that they'll need to look at, the recruitment. There has been money spent, but what Gordon's just mentioned there, I was surprised that they never yeah. brought in one or two more just before the window closed. Some of the players, the old guard that were there before are the ones that have helped to dig Rangers out at times. Let's hear from Scott Arfield, but he says, hey, he knows it's not been good enough this season. I think performances and, and results kind of speak for themselves. I think uh, we've not been, not been good enough, and that, and that is the players. Ultimately, it's the players that go over the line and, and perform, and the performances haven't been good enough so far. And if you feel as if somebody's sort of no feeling the pressure or no feeling that they're, that they're pulling the weight, then that's all those conversations that we've had, and we'll continue to do so to, to get back to what we're good at. Let's get a squad update then. We'll have the team in about half an hour's time. Uh, this is Giovanni speaking about uh, any injuries for tonight. 
Glenn didn't make it. You know, he was uh, he's working hard to be ready, but this game comes too early. So hopefully, he will be ready for the weekend. We have uh, Robbie fit. You know, he, uh, he he went off the um, the game in the weekend, but he's he's fit to travel. He trained also today, so that's that's good news. You know, you have to look at the team. Which team is best for tomorrow? Of course, we're in a very demanding schedule, and we have to rotate uh, the squad because we need everyone fresh. So that's a, a balance you need to find, but you know probably tomorrow we'll we'll see some changes. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I mean I think maybe one that he might consider is, is leaving Barisic out. I think a knock at um, the weekend. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Yilmaz plays at left back today again with the one eye on on Saturday, keeping Barisic absolutely ready. And Yilmaz is a player that all the Rangers fans want to see. Yeah. They paid five million quid. What did everyone think of him last week when he played? Hands up if you think he he got six or seven out of ten. Would that be fair? Because he was one of the successes, Barry. Yeah, it, it, at least he showed a bit of positivity. He wanted yeah. to break forward. He wanted to try and impress. You, you could clearly see that. Um, still not seen enough of him, but um, at least he, he showed something um, within the game that, that I watched. And time will tell. It's a lot of money, as Mark's just mentioned there. Five, I think it was five and a half million pounds. It is a lot of money in Scottish terms. Um, but that game that I watched, he clearly showed me that he's, he's wanting to try and impress. Mark, you're going through some of the team there. What I'm, I'm thinking, and everyone will be, it's a year ago since Walter died, Walter Smith. And it's hard to believe that's a year, isn't it? And the news from the club today is there's going to be a statue erected at Ibrox in tribute to Walter. Gordon Reid, he was uh, some manager, wasn't he? Legendary football manager, Walter Smith. Yeah, absolute legend. You know, kind of epitomised everything to do with, with the club. I mean, as soon as you you hear Rangers, you think Walter Smith, and um, you know he was the manager when I was growing up, and obviously had a lot of success with the club. So, somebody that's been a sort of somebody I've looked up to for a, for a long time. And luckily, you know, I'd managed to sit next to him at a few games at Ibrox uh, over the last sort of couple of years and um, watch some games and pick his brains now and again about about how the games are going. So, you know, I never thought I'd be in that position. So. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, he, he more than deserves that, that statue and uh, I think it's a great decision by the club. And Barry, he was one of the biggest mentors in your life. What yeah, was... he was he was a massive part of my career. Um, growing up as a young man, going in full-time at 15. Um, he was part of the, the reason why I came out of school early, because I never went um, to school. <laughs> um, but he was... Um, I learned so much off him, especially Walter and Archie, Archie Knox. They were brilliant to, uh, to play under. Um, I'm... I played under him three different occasions. He gave him a debut at Rangers, then obviously when he became the Scotland manager, then come back to Rangers the, the second time. Um, not a, a proper manager. He, he knew how to get the best out of players. Tough, really tough on you at times, but that's what you want as a, as a footballer. Tell everyone here, he put you through the mill as a young lad, didn't he? When you would make the toast in the morning. No much, Walter. It was probably was it? Archie Knox that okay. I had nightmares about. Yeah. <laughs> Are you good at making the toast now? Because they would send them back. The great Barry Ferguson would be told, no, it's not right, is it? Yeah, but that was part of see if I could handle um, a bit of pressure. That, that, that was it. That's exactly the reason why they'd done it. Um, I, I, don't get me wrong, there was times I got in that underground and then they trained back to Belsall and I was walking home. There's sometimes I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to do this anymore. But it was the making of me. It, it, it was um, proper character building, um, which I think's probably missing in modern-day football. Yeah. You could have been working for Steen Electrical. 
You could have yeah, been. Could have been. That's really good jobs. I've seen some of the cars here in the car park, Billy. Maybe speak to you later. Mark, I, I can't help but think you would be saying tonight, think of Walter, they would be saying to this dressing room. Look, well, what do you think he would be saying to these players who have underperformed? And it's the lack of an urgency, uh, understanding well, who they're playing for. Well, one thing that you would know about Walter Smith is a game like tonight, when you're going to be up against it, you're going to be backs to the wall, a typical European away game. Walter was brilliant at it. Nine times out of ten, he would find a way to get a result. You think of the great run that Barry was involved in to Manchester in 2008, 0-0 against Barcelona, yeah. even for Scotland, you know, beating France sure. at Hamden, yeah. you know, all the different things. So he knew how to do that. He was a master at being defensive. And that's not a criticism of him, but when I think that's when Walter excelled, when you weren't expected to, to, to get anything. And like, what he achieved as a... As a as a football person, as a manager of Rangers, is there even at Everton, he was brilliant at Everton, um, Paul, is there for all to see, it's in black and white, it's in the history books, can never be taken away, but you're fortunate enough to, to know him, and privileged to know him as a person as well, Barry was you know, writing in a sanctum with him, but first and foremost, apart from his achievements in football, he was a proper gentleman, an absolute first class human being, his wife Ethel, his two boys, Neil and Stevie, a lovely family, and you miss him, you miss a guy like we were lucky enough to socialise with him, lunch with him, and he was great. He was just great company and a great person and had time for everybody. What one thing you never wanted to go on the wrong side of him? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that happened probably three or four yeah. occasions in, in my career. Um, and you knew, knew you were sure. in trouble. Yep. Um, I, I can't use it on radio, the language no. I was going to use there. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing about Walter as a player, you knew, you knew, sorry, your role and your responsibility in the team, inside out. There was no excuses. The way he set you up um, before big European games, like Mark just mentioned, the Barcelona. I mean, you're talking Messi, Henri, Ronaldinho, Xavi, Iniesta, Fuel. And he had us believing that we could get something out of that. Look, if you put the two teams together, they were miles in front of us. But we had a, an inner confidence and an inner belief that we could go out there and and get something out of the game. And it was all about attitude and getting in their faces and making them, uh, making them dislike football in a, in a certain way. And um, maybe it wasn't great to watch at times, but you know what? We knew how to get results. And that's what they need to do tonight. Yeah, they, they need to do that yeah. every single game. Yeah. Gordon, we're going to a break. What's your prediction tonight? Napoli against Rangers in the Maradona Stadium. What do you reckon? He's smiling. The girls are loving it. Hopefully they're inspired by the, the youth the youth team earlier on that got the 3-2 yeah. win. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think if we get anything out tonight, it'll be a bonus. But, you know, I think first and foremost, we need to be competitive. We need to turn up and make it difficult for them. And hopefully show some shine, signs and sort of flashes of uh, hope for the, for the weekend and the rest of the season. We're back. We'll give you the team shortly. We're back after the break.
at just after 25 past six. We'll start off with some good news on the M74 northbound heading into the city. Traffic is now easing there and the congestion is away. However, further south, you've still got delays between Junction 4 at Maryville and Junction 5. The Wraith Interchange M77, very heavy and slow moving, heading from the city towards Junction 1 at Dumbreck. And on the M8 itself, you're queuing eastbound between Junction 22, which is the M77 interchange, and Junction 18 at Charing Cross. And also queuing both directions on the M8 around Junction 25, Cardonald and the Clyde Tunnel. That is you up to date, on go. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. I'm alive from the Radisson Red in Glasgow with our special Euronites in association with our friends at Steen. We're looking forward to Napoli against Rangers. We're looking back at Celtic last night, 1-1 against Shakhtar. We saw well, one of the biggest misses ever in football and also Celtic scoring through Gikamakis, but Mudrik. There's so many great players and a few brilliant ones on view tonight as well for Napoli, although we're hearing, and we will know in about 20 minutes what their lineup is, they are through. So they may have dropped some of their star players, but Barry Ferguson, there's always somebody else coming through, isn't there, at the likes of Napoli? Yeah, that, listen, that's why they've got squads of 25 players, Paul. They're, they're all quality players, but listen, hopefully he drops a, the 11 that played at Ibrooks, and then <laughs> maybe we'll bin with, with a chance, but it's going to be a tough ask for Rangers. Look, oh, I want to see, and I'm sure the Rangers fans want to see, is try and get a bit of pride back, at least, in the, certainly in the Champions League. It's going to be a tough ask tonight. I'm looking more towards next Tuesday against Ajax, because what we need to do is we need to get at least a point or three on the on the board before we obviously the Champions League group stages finish. Are you getting a bit fed up hearing uh, some of the the, the the pundits down south giving Rangers and Celtic oh, a, a, a bit of a slagging, aren't they? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I seen is it Jason Cundy? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a player yeah. <laughs> no, and another, uh, do you know what I always stick up for Scottish football these guys have never come up here and played I tell you it's a, it's a hard place to play look maybe the football's not the best but do you know what you need to give 100% up here and, and I don't like when when the English have a go at our game and it was like that when I went down there and played it was they kind of looked down on it a wee bit um, but listen I'll always stick behind the Scottish game Billy Steen is with us. Billy, thanks for being with us. You were actually at the Liverpool game down there at Anfield. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great to be at the top table, though, is it? I'm trying to wring something out of the, the, the good times in a Champions League journey. Well, before we've played any of the matches, it was good to be at the big table, but it's been a tough watch. Yeah. It, it really has. I mean, before we went into the Champions League, you, you think that's where Rangers and Celtic both deserve to play, but the, the, the difference in quality is astounding. Even from the Europa League last season, when you went to watch the matches, just the speed they move the ball at, the, the pace they move the ball at, it's just it's a different level altogether. And unfortunately, we're just not at that level at the moment. But what's happened to your team, the lack of intensity at home in the domestic market? Because, OK, you've lost Aribo, you know, you've Patterson, who didn't play that much, and obviously Calvin Bassey, but there's still the nucleus of a team that should be first or second uh, in the top table. Do you know, I, I was actually uh, discussing this with my son. Uh, when you watch Rangers... Sometimes they look so slow and lethargic. Yeah. They just It's basically pass it in a horseshoe shape round the back. Yeah. And to do that, you really need to try and entice the players out and play through the midfield. But the problem is, is when we, we've not got the players that's coming looking from midfield to take the ball. So it just continues to be passed from side to side. And then it ends up a, a, a lump up the channel and stuff. And that's that. you can't do that against teams like this. Even against Livingston, they, they ran out of ideas. Yeah. It was as if they, they decided... 
we, we don't know how to play through this team, so we'll play it wide and we'll just swing it into the box and hope for the best to get a second ball, but they just couldn't win any second ball. So I think they're really lacking in ideas and really low in confidence at the moment. But it's up to the manager and the players to change that. Only they can, can do that, but it's a tough watch at the moment. Have you got faith in the manager? <sighs> I, I think it's a bit of a catch-22. I think the manager's been badly let down by the recruitment. I, I don't know how many players that's been brought in was identified by Van Bronckhurst. I think that uh, Ross Wilson's got to take some sort of element of responsibility there. But when you're still finishing matches with the same team that Gerard built four years ago, yeah. there's something sure. more right there. Yeah. And, and when Barry played and stuff, when Rangers were signing players, they were bringing players in that was going to be starters, that was going to be coming into the first 11, and it would make the people that's there raise their, raise their performance and raise their game. I can't see any player that they've brought in that's any better than what was there already. So Barry, you always say that. No, that's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a brilliant point Billy makes there. When obviously the, the teams that I played, when we signed players and they walked through that dressing room door, you thought yourself. Give us an example. No, just the, I mean back in the late nineties when Advocate first came in, yeah. and you're looking at guys like Van Bronckhurst, the current manager, yeah. Claudia Arena, two guy, um, and already there was myself was there, George Alberts was there. Um, so you're looking at real competition yeah. for places and you think to yourself I need to bond it every single day here and um, you have to train the way you play if you don't train well you're back, you're out the team you don't perform on a Saturday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday in the Champions League you're out the team and that's the way I kept showing your toes I liked it that's when you knew you were on the pitch you turned to the bench and you looked and you thought to yourself look at some of the players yeah. that are on this bench and then even at that guys in the stand who could easily get into the starting eleven. so yeah, it'd be interesting to see in terms of recruitment to Rangers. There's questions getting asked, I guess, that every single day, whether I'm at the shops or whatever, who's bringing these players in? Um, is it Gio? Is it Ross Wilson? We, we don't know. There needs to be a bit of clarification on that. But for me, it's got to be the manager that brings the players in. He's a guy who coaches them and sees them every single day. Mark, it's a theme now, isn't it? People, the, you know, the Rangers fans are saying they, they want to, they like him, they remember him as a player. He's taken you into the Champions League. But, you know, Barry said earlier on as well, the next two games are absolutely crucial for him. Yeah, I mean, particularly uh, Saturday. It's just very flat. I think you can identify it, Paul, and trace it back to that four-day period. 4-0 four at Celtic Park, 4-0 in Amsterdam. Rangers have never recovered from that. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line, and that ultimately is setting them off to, as to where they find themselves now. It's been coming. It's been a downward trajectory. And it sort of peaked on, on, on Saturday. The last minute goal, yeah, credit to Rangers for keeping going. But Livingston's down to 10 men. I think it's a deflection from Lundstrom <laughs> that gets the ball into the net. But it's still a point. But it's not good enough. Uh, and I don't know what happens tonight, but for me, it's all about uh, Saturday. And compared to last season, they've lost two of their best players. Uh, Lundstrom's not playing as well as he was last season. Morelos has been posted missing for God knows how long. Cholak's come in. Uh, and played well, but the players that are actually there need to do better. Tavernier is a brilliant captain. He's been brilliant, and he's brilliant when things are going well. But I want to see more leadership from him, Paul, and this is where he needs to stand up and be a captain. Like the man sitting next to his was, like an Amoruso was, like all these, all these guys uh, have been in the past. He needs to stand up when the chips are down and get a grip of that team and help to drive them on, because he is the manager on the pitch. He's got to be the leader and I want to see more from Tavernier when the chips are down. Billy? 
Yeah, just a wee, a wee bit about the recruitment there. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, obviously, Van Bronckhurst has got to identify the positions that he wants to strengthen. When you go and spend £5 million on a left-back, that tells me that he's identified the left-back as a prob problematic position. But the boy that they've brought in can't even get a sniff at a, a start. He's had two starts and one substitution appearances, I believe. So does that tell you that that's Van Bronckhurst that's brought that player in? I don't think so. It didn't sound like it did. And he said it's £5 million, wasn't it, almost? Yeah, and he says it's a five-year project. Mm -hmm. But look out for him tonight, because you reckon he could be in. But that, yeah. that is the problem, isn't it? The players brought in are, are not playing. Yeah, look, Paul, the, uh, Gio will know it, it falls on his shoulders. Yeah. But also, the players have got to take a bit of responsibility. When you cross that white line, it's got to come in within here. You've got to do it yourself. In terms of, I was speaking to Mark before we come on, and I, I'm watching the game on Saturday, and it was a hard watch, no doubt about it. I, I was worried half-time, slightly better possession, but I, I'm wanting somebody to go and make a tackle, somebody to go and do something in the game to get the crowd fired yeah. up. I don't see that happening, and I need somebody to go and take the, the game by the scruff of the neck, whether that's doing something with the ball or doing something without the ball. We need to get a reaction. But, but that's been an issue quite... A, how many times over the past 18 months has their heart been called into question? Celtic Park in February, then again six months ago, Ajax away. We spoke about it, about leaders on the park. There, there doesn't seem to be that person that wants to come forward and take the game by the scruff of the neck. Even Tavernier, it's as if they've tied his hands behind his back because his strength was going forward and getting the ball into the box. He's not getting as forward as much anymore, so is that something tactical because they play with two wingers wide? I don't, I, I don't know if he's. I, I'm not sure, Barry, if he's still full. I would cut my bit of slack. I just wonder if he's trying to play, play through the pain barrier and it's actually doing more harm than good. I don't know if he just maybe but just then, needs a two, three week rest. You again, know? that's something that quite a, a few people have asked me. Then they need to be honest about that. Mm -hmm. They need to say that he's. Just a minute, Paul. They need to tell us that if he is struggling with an injury, he's playing through the pain barrier, then I think he'll get. People will understand that. But listen, he's. For me. He's still a top right back. He still, for me, come on leaps and bounds as being a leader. He just needs to obviously do a bit more. We've got the teams just in. Here's the Rangers lineup: McGregor, Tavernier, Yilmaz. So we hinted at it. Yilmaz is in. Lundstrom, Kent. This is the way it's come out. Sands, Morelos. We mentioned that too. Wright, Davies, Ben Davies, King, and Tillman. So Matt, that lineup is. Yeah, I've shaped it up, Paul. It's Alan McGregor and goals. Looks like a four-two-three-one. James Tavernier, Leon King, Davies, and Yilmaz at the back holding to Lundstrom and Sands, and then Wright, Thielman and Kent in behind Morelos. Barry, first reaction to the Rangers lineup? I think it'll be a back three. Yeah. I think he'll go a five. I think Sands will play with Ben Davis and Leon King. Um, so I've just got the... Jim was late and texting me through, so I'll just yep. get through the team. Give me a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll write the team down. I'll tell you Why what, am I always last to get the text? <laughs> yep, we've got it at the same time. Can I tell you that they have dropped a couple of players, including Kvarats Kelia, who is, they're calling him over yeah. there, Caradona, because he's so good. <laughs> Their lineup is... No, they are. Yeah. Merritt, Kim, Mario Rui, Elmaz, Simeone, Politano, Di Lorenzo, the captain, Ostegard, Labotka, Rapsadori, who's also phenomenal, and Ndombele on loan, of course, from Tottenham. Mark, uh, strong said, but not as strong as it could have been, because when you look at the bench there, you no. look at quite a few of their top players. But yeah. it, it, I, I don't take a lot of notice in terms of if you've made three okay. or four changes, Paul, because they'll have 20 right good outfield players. And they always think, see if you're a guy in the periphery and you're brought in, you want to go and make an impression. You, know, you want to go and yeah. actually state your claim to play at the weekend um, in the league game. So... Yeah, on, on paper, it's probably not as strong as what he could have 
but that's still a right good team and if anything they could damage you even more because there might be an extra wee bit of hunger in that starting 11. On the bench for Rangers, the two keepers, McCrory and McLaughlin, Cholak, uh, Stephen Davis, Matondo, Sakala, Barisic, Arfield, Devine, Lowry and Allen. So that's good news uh, on Lowry back involved. Billy, what do you think of the Rangers lineup? Uh, I think they would probably be better playing McCrory, McLaughlin and... <laughs> get, and, get them all in. Yeah, yeah get the three goalkeepers <laughs> yeah. in tonight. But no, I take Mark's point. That, that's a good point. The, the players that's come in from Napoli probably think they're just as good as, yeah. if no better, than the sure. players that they're replacing. So it's an opportunity for them to come and show how good they are. They'll fancy this, and they'll look at Rangers and fancy a chance of getting a good few goals, but just going with the previous performances. But again, that's up to Rangers to try and stay compact and tight for the first 15, 20 minutes and then see what they can take for there. But the first 15, 20 minutes is going to be critical, I think, for Rangers. Barry, what are you thinking about the Rangers lineup? Yeah, I, I can't see how we can go with a, a, a five, because obviously Wright, Tillman and, and Kent are in the team. It looks to me if he's going his, his natural 4-3-3, um, which is a concern. Listen, what one thing Rangers have got to be tonight is discipline. They need to be solid and, and work as a, as a unit and people know running out of position. Because if you run out of position when you play, certainly away from home in Europe, what good players do is hurt you. And that's what Napoli could do. So it'll be interesting to see. But by looking at the, the starting lineup, it looks his natural 4-3-3 formation. It's a huge night. I'm just thinking of players like Scott Wright. This is a huge step up for him, Barry, isn't it? Yeah, but in the wide areas, he's probably went with Wright and Kent okay. because they've got a bit of legs. Yep. They can get back and and help their, their full-back out. But listen, you mentioned Scott Wright. There's a number of players need to oh, start impressing sure. and start doing a bit more. That brings us to Ryan Kent. To yeah. be fair, last season he used Wright quite a bit as well because he knows the defensive part of the game, so he can tuck in there and track back. The same with Kent. Kent's done that ever since he's been at Rangers, where he goes forward, but he does know how to track back as well. So that's probably why he's used Wright and Kent uh, wide, because they do know how to cover their midfield when the ball when they've not got the ball it's all about playing without the ball as well and try to make yourself as difficult to play through as possible but my, my biggest issue is the confidence with the team is if Napoli do get an early goal how do they react to that I hope it's just no a cave-in number again but when they played at Anfield it was two set pieces they were caught out by so yeah. in open play they, they dealt with it relatively okay but again it's just you hope in this and that Napoli maybe take their eye off the ball and maybe they're yeah. worried about Serie A as well, and sure. they maybe under, underestimate Rangers, but I think that's about our best chance to try and get some, is Rangers need to be bang on it, and Napoli need to be a wee bit off it. Napoli on 12 points at the top after the four games, Liverpool on nine, Ajax on three, Rangers uh, no points so far. Billy, looking to next week, but we'll speak to you later in the podcast, but are you expecting Rangers to win? against Ajax, you'll be at the match? Uh, again, I'm never the optimist, so not? going into okay. Liverpool at Ibrox, I yeah. thought if we could just sneak a wee point here. Mm -hmm. I did fancy Liverpool to go to Amsterdam tonight and win, so again, the Ibrox atmosphere, Ajax aren't a Liverpool or a Napoli, so they could maybe get caught in their heels a wee bit with another good Rangers performance, but it's the type of group that it could go either way. Ajax could come to Ibrox and take two or three, but... I do fancy that to be their best opportunity to get, to get some sort of points on the board next week, yeah. What's your scoreline tonight? I know what your heart will say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't like it taking out of here in my white jacket by saying that Rangers are going to win. You'll not be the only one. <laughs> I, I know. I, I don't know. My heart tells me that hopefully we'll get a point, but I think you've got to be realistic and just say, as I say, the first 15, 20 minutes is going to be critical for Rangers tonight. Maybe a point. 
maybe a point, maybe yeah, three points. Just, but just trying to get out of you. <laughs> yeah, just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Barry has spoken. We're back in a moment. <laughs> At 6.44, we're going to start off on the M77. Traffic is very heavy. They're southbound, leaving the city. And now we're hearing that's because of debris on the road. Uh, that's between Junction 1, Dumbreck, and Junction 2, Barhead Road. Traffic there is tailing all the way back to the junction with the M8. Uh, on the M8 itself, you queuing traffic between Junction 22 and Junction 18, which is Charing Cross. That's in the roadworks area. Better news, though, for the M8. Traffic has eased now uh, following the earlier congestion around Junction 25, which is Cardonald and the Clyde Tunnel. And you're still fairly slow southbound on the M74 between Junction 4, Maryville and Junction 5, the Wraith Interchange, heading through the roadworks. That is you up to date on go. 
Thanks, Alan, for the traffic and travel at Go Radio HQ. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi for a Euro night in association with Steam at the Radisson Red. Well, we've just given you the Rangers lineup. We're just discussing about how they might line up. Yeah, Barry, who are listening to you? Yeah, just interested no, no, in eating the pizzas. The pizzas are in, and there is Paul Lambert who joined us last night. Yep, Paul, good to see you again. Yep, we saw you in the telly. We saw you the close-up last oh. night. One-one with Celtic uh, tonight. Rangers in Napoli. You're just in and out, aren't you? But it was great to hear you on last night. No, listen, it's, it's, uh, it was a difficult game. Shakhtar a good side. And, uh, the number 10, dear oh dear. What a player he is. What, what a, a player. goal. Not as good as Barry right now. No, indeed. <laughs> but, but, but what a goal. So will we reenact some of the uh, some of the games between you two? Uh, yeah. I think we should yeah. reenact Get half time, the Faroe Islands v Scotland. Right, okay. Censor that one. Yeah, censor that. I just heard he's on the radio coming in there. I thought it was in. Great, Paul. Thanks right. for joining us last right, night. Boys. And uh, tonight, right. Napoli against Rangers coming up. And there's young Dino, who's just been in World Championships. He's been at the cerebral palsy. He went all the way to the final. And there's That's Gordon Reid, MBE, over there. Of course, one of our great um, Paralympians over there. And uh, the, the wheelchair champion, he's there. Just watching case Paul kicks you as he comes. <laughs> but Barry might as well, just as... Yeah. He's fit as a fiddle. I was asking about he's, he's running every single day. Well, I've, seen Paul him, I've seen him yep. do a few Sky interviews and I see the Peloton bike in the background, ah, yeah. so he must be. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Paul's just going by to say hello. Do you know some players around tonight, aren't there? Some uh, great sportsmen and with you. So if you joined us here a couple of months ago, it was the first night, wasn't it, that you joined us and you were off to Sardinia to the Cerebral Palsy World Championships and you went to the final. Yeah, we got all the way to the final, so... And we got uh, Columbia on the final, and half time we'll get, I was on the bench, got chops in the final, started all three group stages games, and the same final. Got into the final, I was picking up a wee injury. So um, I really, looking back, I shouldn't have told the side I was picking up injury, because I would have liked to start, so I got chopped. Half time we'll get beat 1 0. So I went on at half time, and then three, uh, six minutes into half time, it was 3 0 Columbia. Oof. Managed to pull back two, and unfortunately, had a chance later at the end. Three kick, hold the ball, and it was so went heartbreak. Well, we're Scottish, so that's. But it's, listen, it's a brilliant Scottish thing. I get chopped. I know, get that, chopped, that, doesn't brilliant. it? What an experience for you, though. I was Sardinia. Great experience. Well, yeah. And I qualified to the, Euro cha- the Euros. Mm-hmm. We get into the final, which is back in Sardinia next year. Oh, brilliant. Right, can we bring it back to Rangers tonight? <laughs> now that yeah. we've, uh, we've no, done we'll a tour of the talk, world, we'll it's great. Keep talking about the, the Sardinia. Barry's, we'll talking about that. Barry's a bit nervous tonight, he is. How do you feel about this game with <sighs> Napoli? I'd, I'd just look at Napoli, look at the form. They're in the league, they're unbeaten. They're just a scoring goal for fun. I just, I think, I think Alda went 4 5 1 tonight. When uh, Walter Smith, we sat and just any count attack get our chances then but looking at that team I don't know I don't know what he sees it is he trying to get three points and set up a big big occasion next week well, I don't yeah. know I uh, don't know the, the, the thing that strikes me about the starting 11 is the lack of flexibility defensively now you know in the forward areas it, it could be the three it could be a three one or it could be a four four one one you know where Kent and, and Wright really drop deep and and um, Thielman gets really close to, to, to Morelos but one of the things that Giovanni's been good at and good at in Europe which was successful last season was flipping quickly from a 4 to a 3 and a 5 whatever you want to call it 
that starting eleven doesn't give you that no, that, that flexibility. So if it's not going well, you're looking at them having to make a number of changes at half time. Mm. Barry. Yeah, if he goes his four three three, Paul, I did say it looks too open to me. I've got to, but you've got to respect the opponent you're up against, and you are up against for me the best team in the Champions yeah. League so far in terms of performances. So it'll be interesting to see whether it, what Mark just mentioned is it two banks of four really deep. Tillman trying to go up and support uh, Morelos with Wright and Kent dropping in um, and helping the fullbacks out. So it'll be interesting to see. But but looking at the team, mm-hmm. it looks to me if he's going his normal way that he would he mm-hmm. would normally go. Um, and what's his favoured formation? So I, we'll see what happens when the, the kickoff happens. It, it's brave, and I hope it works for him. Obviously. But there's a for me, Paul, there's an element of naivety in there, mm. given the venue, given the level of opposition. That said, they need to get something tonight. Like we were saying last night, you wanted Celtic to win the game to have something to play for in Madrid. Next week they get nothing in the route. Tonight Rangers need to get a point, mm. providing Ajax don't win. If Ajax win, then it's game over. Yeah. But Rangers need to get at least a point. And if if, if that's the mindset, that's not the starting eleven I go with. Mm. But listen, he's clearly got a plan. He excel, okay, it's not been great this season in the Champions League, but he has excelled at certain times. And maybe tonight's just going to be the one where he's going to, he's going to shock everybody. Well, let's hear what Gio had to say before they flew out from Glasgow yesterday. He said, look, he knows we need something positive. You know, if you don't have the results, especially in, in Champions League, which is, of course, really hard because of the opposition, I think the best thing is to, to get a good result. And that's uh, also for us tomorrow what we want to achieve in a difficult uh, stadium with, uh, against a really good team. To get confidence, you know, you have to have a good performance and, uh, and of course, uh, something positive out of the game. And how does he see Napoli? What does he think about the opposition? It's a team uh, who are, I think, won the last 11 games against a really tough opposition as well in Champions League, but also in Serie A. So it's, uh, you know, it's for us, it's, uh, we know the opposition, we know they have quality, but it's also a chance for us to, to have a good performance against a really good team like we did at home. And the top teams, Barry, you saw PSG, the goals they were scoring. You know, they were on fire last night and the big three scored there. I mean, there is, they look at each other, don't they, the top teams, and they, they were almost showing off last night. Yeah, and that's certainly when you go away from home, Paul, I use the word, and that was drummed into us. You've got to be disciplined. Um, you've got to know your role and your responsibility. You've got to be solid and compact. And if one player doesn't do their job right, that could, that could ultimately uh, kill you. Um, so they need to be on it, they need to be aware, because look, let's be honest, they are coming up against a, a team who can hurt you all over the pitch. It's not just their, their striker, it's not just the three behind the striker. Their, their full-backs are dangerous, They're, they've got danger throughout the team. So I just hope Rangers are set up and what you need to do is the first, is the old cliche, but the first 15-20 minutes is always so important in a game and especially away from home in the Champions League. But you're preaching caution because it looks as though yeah, and they're going for it. People might say, oh, you've got to try and be positive. But listen, you've also got to be respectful of what you're up against. I played in enough games away from home in the Champions League to realise that sometimes you've just got to go there and do a job and try and frustrate a team. And that's what Rangers need to do. And the longer as the game goes on, they become more frustrated. Then the fans maybe start getting on their back and then you might get up the pitch, get a something for a set piece whether it's a free kick or a corner kick so that's the game plan that we went with when we played in in Europe but it looks to me that Gio may be be going in a a slightly different um, way but listen we'll just need to wait and see once the the kick off happens Paul 
Do you know, we asked earlier, are you also fed up hearing commentators down south giving uh, Rangers and Celtic stick, saying that the Scottish team shouldn't be in the Champions League? I think that's a bit disrespectful. I think you just won your league, so therefore you're champions, aren't you? So you're entitled to go into that with Champions League and play. Um, as it's, this is the first time Rangers have played the Champions League in tenure. And isn't it, isn't it been that great? And I think it's going to, it'll take a couple of years to get up there. Finishing third, second, so I wasn't expecting straight away to be finishing second in this group, but I would never think if I had fourth with no points and a minus 13 will go distance. And look at the Europa League this year, Barry. I mean, it's unlikely, but it is possible still. Some of the teams that are going to be in there, Bayern Munich. Yeah, but the Champions League is a place to be, Paul. Sure. That's where the money I was trying is. to give you a sop, yeah. just in case. <laughs> no, but listen, yeah. it's just been disappointing that we've no gained any points so far. I think it'll be hard tonight, but next week's the big one for me. Look, Ajax are a good team. For me, in my opinion, Ajax are not a top team. So that's one that Rangers next week need to, to make sure they, they get points on the board because they can certainly get a, a result. But listen, the performances and the standards need to be a bit better if they, they want to get any more points. Barcelona and the Europa League as well. There are some top teams, but Mark, it is unlikely that Rangers would get there, but it, it would be embarrassing to have no points. You know, at the end, yeah, of, the at the end of the six games. Yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about that last night as well, Paul. Regardless of the opposition, you know, we've never known Celtic or Rangers. You know, we, we, we've known Rangers to reach, reach the last 16. Um, Celtic have reached the last 16. You're getting seven, eight, nine points. Your home pitch is a, is a fortress like we're talking about, you know, drawn 0-0 with Barcelona a decade ago. That's not the case um, anymore. And I know it takes a while to get there, but... Um, this Rangers team's had plenty of European experience the past three years, you know, two under Steven Gerrard, laterally there under uh, Giovanni. So to finish with, with no points has never happened to a Scottish team and, and it wouldn't be acceptable, you know, for the Rangers fans who've paid 180 quid for three home games. That's not acceptable, you know, and they want to see more. Like we said, that the Celtic fans have, are not happy, but they've accepted that, that the team's had a go and they've been in the front foot a lot for Rangers it's been a different level of performance and the performances haven't been good enough, they've not been exciting enough, um, they've looked disjointed, but like I say, Paul, before they kicked the ball in the Champions League, they entered into that tournament in the back of a 4-0 thrashing at Celtic Park and they've not recovered. You look at it and how quickly as well, you might be all right at half-time tonight. They were great, 25 minutes, Liverpool scored, sure. what, five goals, mm. six goals yep. in 25 minutes a couple of weeks ago, so... You can never switch off. You've got to be bang on it for 90 minutes. Looking for some positives, do you know what about your keeper, Alan McGregor? Didn't start at the start of the season, but he very much is back in. OK, the game, the last game was a really tough one, but you've got a lot of faith in him. He's a top-class keeper. He could be busy tonight, but he could make a big difference. I think it showed that he's in against um, Liverpool. showed that you need him in between the sticks to definitely keep the scoreline down. But that experience and talk to the back four or whatever it's going to be tonight and help them out and command the box and that. But I think age is getting away him, but I definitely think the experience will help in defence, but I, I don't see where they get a result tonight. So here's wow. the hard... Well, that's the hardest question. Everyone's finding it hard tonight. What do you think the scoreline is going to be? I, I, I don't know. I think keep it under three, at least. <laughs> keep, it, keep it under three. Uh, yeah, Barry... Shall I ask you in the next hour? No, no let's do it now. No, we'll we ask Barry. We have to. Yeah. So, 
Let's move on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, but we're going to, we'll have to find out before. Listen, I'm going to be positive. Time. Yeah. I'm going to be positive. They might surprise a few people tonight. You did say that when you came but in. But I'm going to give you my scoreline. But they might be positive. Yeah. Uh, listen. You want to see a performance? Be, yeah, I want to see. Do you know what I want yeah. to see? I want to see a bit of pride yeah. brought back. Yeah. That's what That's I want right. to see, and I'm sure the Rangers fans will agree with me. I want yeah. to see them getting in their faces when they get into the, the Rangers' half. I want them to have a bit of nastiness about us mm -hmm. as well, which I think is needed. I'm not talking about going and going over the top and trying to hurt an opponent. Just make sure the opponent you're playing against knows he's in a game, and that's what I'm sure the Rangers fans will expect from the Rangers team tonight. What do we think here? Can Rangers get a draw tonight? Well, I go for the draw. I feel as though I'm doing an auction. Where are we going to start it? Could we get the draw? Yep, yep, there you are. Well done. You, you two pints there in, in either hand. I thought, I hope she doesn't put her hand up at that point. It would go over the chat there, right? The, the, the young woman there is saying a draw. Can Rangers win? Will they win tonight? Now, everyone's saying they'd love to, but yeah. So, right, there's the, it's not the voting, but listen, you never know. Because so often, Mark, we go in with great expectations, but at least tonight. And I keep thinking Rangers' best performance so far was against Napoli until they went down to 10 men. Yeah, yep, they made it. Look, as Barry said, bring yep. back some pride. Yep. There's ways to lose, Paul. There's ways to lose. And you can accept because Napoli are a top team, they've got better players, everything. So that's fine. You're not expected to do anything tonight, but there's ways to lose the game. And the way that Rangers have lost some games in Europe, for example, Amsterdam, Ibrox, Liverpool, it's not acceptable absolutely not acceptable so the players got to take some ownership tonight and if they're going to lose a game but lose it can down fighting and making it making a fist of it thanks to everyone who came on in the first hour back on in the next hour because in an hour's time it'll be kickoff we're back after the news
Good evening, it's seven o'clock. I'm Kieran Brand. Non-emergency helplines axed, fewer community police officers and potential delays to 999 calls. That's what Police Scotland officials warn could happen under current government funding proposals. It's outlined £11.5 billion in funding for the criminal justice sector over the next four years. But with inflation currently sitting at 10.1%, it would mean a significant cut in real terms by April 2027. Scottish Conservative Shadow Justice Secretary Jamie Green says news of potential cuts to police services and numbers should prompt the government to change tack on their budget proposals. It is a good day for criminals and a bad day for public safety. We could be losing thousands, thousands of police officers from the front line from protecting our communities. That is astonishing and it's simply not good enough. The SNP must absolutely rethink their strategy over police funding and put the resources where they are needed. Now, the worst health secretary since devolution. That's the label being given to Hamza Youssef over hits handling of the NHS's winter preparedness. The health boss had launched his strategy earlier this month by pledging to recruit 1,000 new staff and inject over £120 million into health and social care partnerships. But Labour says much of that won't be implemented in time to make a difference this winter and that the health secretary's been ignoring calls to change the attack. Labour's health spokesperson Jackie Bailey addressed Holyrood earlier. Presiding officer, I have been in Parliament for 23 years and I can say without fear of contradiction that Hamza Youssef is absolutely the worst health secretary since devolution. But Hamza Youssef rejected Ms Bailey's accusations, saying the past few years haven't been the easiest for the health service. For Labour to bring forward a motion about NHS pressures and not to include one single word not a solitary mention about COVID and the pandemic yeah. demonstrates just how it is Jackie Bailey and her party who have their fingers in their ears and not this government. It's the end of an era for the UK's most popular car. Ford's going to stop making the Fiesta after more than four decades as it moves towards electric vehicles. The car has been on the road since 1976 with more than 22 million produced globally. Erin Baker, who's from the online marketplace Autotrader, thinks we should be prepared for similar moves by other manufacturers. All brands have faced a tough few years and are looking to consolidate their ranges, get rid of those models that don't sell so well, um, but also work out where the profitability is in electric for them and which won't make that cull. And I'm a celebs back on our TV screens next month. The show has confirmed on social media that the first episode will air on Sunday the 6th of November at 9pm and it's returning to the Australian jungle having been filmed in North Wales for the last few series because of the coronavirus pandemic. It's rumoured TV personality Olivia Atwood and Coronation Street Sue Cleaver are among this year's contestants. Clear spells and a scattering of showers during the early evening. Overnight lows of 10 degrees in Motherwell, 11 in Paisley and here in Glasgow. That's your update. On go. Welcome back to Hour 2. We're less than uh, 60 minutes away from kick-off. Napoli against Rangers. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, live from the Radisson Red with Euronights in association with Steen. Yay! And thanks to everyone, we've got over 2 million 
downloads, and that's just in the next, the last 10 minutes. No, since uh, the programme came on, Barry, over 2 million and over 6 million hits as well. People, yep, on YouTube. So it's going up and up. And I, I hear you're a bit of a TikTok sensation. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be with the tick. Listen, I ain't on social media. <laughs> yeah, I don't start that. <laughs> uh, Is there a doctor in the house? I, I couldn't think in, anything worse than me being on social media. Yeah. I'd just get in trouble. It'll never catch on social media, I, I promise you. <laughs> it won't. We're here... But, the, I do watch TikTok. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yep. Many people watch TikTok in here tonight. No, it's the Rangers game coming up. We'll pack in the laughs now before kickoff because we just don't know what is going to happen. But you never know in European football. Scott, Ross is going to join us just now. Yep. Ross, uh, you're a big keeper, actually, from last year. And you're training as a doctor, I hear. That's why I shoved that in about a doctor in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Final year of medicine, so I'll be a doctor soon. So, fantastic. Hopefully, nobody needs a we needs uh, to go to the hospital. We could put you as an auction prize. People will pay thousands for a doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> placement. <laughs> He's placement at my doctor's. It's, uh, really? Is. Yes. Oh, yep. Is this a family business we've got here home. going on? Yeah. So I know where to go and get man in flams now. Magic. <laughs> yeah. And you played your goalkeeper as well, but you're not playing as much. Yes, yeah, so I yeah. was talking to Barry. I played against his son, uh, right. under 14s or whatever. But obviously, uh, Kyle's doing a bit, bit better than me than football. But. Doing all right, isn't he? Yep, down south. So what are you thinking about Rangers tonight? Everyone's in here. Uh, everyone, including Gordon Reid, is here. MBE. You've got two MBEs in the house with Barry. Have you two spoken about it? But you know, <laughs> you were getting MBEs. Where am I taking this? I'm going to get a boot one again. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to keep it away from asking you what the scoreline is tonight. Uh, what, what do you feel about this evening? You've heard the team and how Rangers are going to line up, or how do you think they're going to line up? Uh, so I think it will be a sort of like they'll go out defend as a four-five-one. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's had Sands and Lundstrom in the midfield. He's gone with Davis. He's gone with Arfield. And to be honest, they don't really have the legs to play in Europe, especially in this level. Like Barry says, it took 15, 20 games to get used to it. And I know Davis has played there before, but you basically just need to run a bit. And just go for it. Do you think, though, he's been too adventurous tonight? Do you think he should have packed in maybe some of the, the old guard who could get in the faces maybe a bit more and try and contain them? Or is that just... He's done that in every other game. We've right. been yeah. absolutely hammered. So I think he's just kind of going nothing to lose, really. We need a point, at least, to stay in the group. Mm -hmm. um, so you just need to... Yes. So Sands and Lunch, mid, 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 in midfield for the legs. Um, I think kind of Kent and Wright will drop either side of them uh, to make a kind of flat four when they're defending and then try and go forward as a 4-2-3-1 or... What about Ryan Kent? Two years ago, you know, Leeds were in with maybe a £12 million offer. He hasn't signed a new contract, same with Morellas. But what about Ryan Kent? He's such a talented player. On his day, yeah, but he's probably not done it enough in the last 12, 18 months. You saw it maybe in the European Games last year, but he was, I thought, pretty average in, in domestic football last year. Um, I think we spoke earlier about trying to sign better and it's sort of just been a myth that we can't get any better than Ryan Kent. I think we need to be aiming for better than Ryan Kent to go forward and be a Champions League team. Mm -hmm. And yet for Ryan Kent, is it hard to switch it back on, Barry? Because you know he's got that, he's got the talent. Yeah, he's definitely got the talent in my eyes, but I think 
like um, the contract situations had a big effect on him. As a player, you need to make a decision whether you're going to be staying or you're going to be gone. And I think Rangers at this stage now need to say to the three players that are out of contract, certainly the, the two, um, Morelos and Kent, is this is what we can offer you? Are you going to sign? If not, right, you, you can go obviously in January. It does have a, an effect on, on a player. Ryan Jack, to a, a lesser degree, because I think Ryan Jack's performances have been pretty decent. But it's certainly affected Morelos and Kent. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. I've seen it with my own eyes, Paul. I've seen it in the dressing room. Um, so I think it's important that both these players make a decision. If they're going to stay, great. If they're going to go, then you shake their hand and wish them all the best for the future. Ross, what do you feel about Alfredo Morelos? Similar to Kent, like, great player on his day this season. I know he came into, missed a lot of pre-season with injuries, but just not done it this season. Um, maybe a bit of lack of professionalism with yeah. it coming back overweight and stuff. But, yeah, it's just... Like Barry says, like he needs to make a decision. Is he going to be here? Is he not? And Rangers need to make a decision as well, especially coming up to January, because need to get rid of them. Of course. You can hear it from everybody about Ryan I, Kent and about Alfredo Morelos. I, I, I agree with you. We'd also, but actually, Rangers need to make the decision, Paul. And I never thought I would say this about Kent and Morelos, but I'd sell the two of them in January. The time's up. They're living in past glories, and they've not made the contribution that they should be making. Ross is absolutely right. There's got to be better than Ryan Kent out there. He's one of the biggest earners. So if you can get a couple of quid for them in January, for both of them, call time on them because they're not doing what they should be doing. They're not as good as they were 18 months ago and you can't be carrying passengers that earn huge money. So that's your recruitment's got to come in. Ross Wilson and his team go out and find better, get them at the door in January and move on. See the problem you've got? They're in control now. Yeah. They could turn around in January and say... I don't want to go anywhere. Because obviously if they go in a free transfer, they earn a bit more money yeah. in terms of, the, say, the club was going to pay a million quid or two million pounds for them. Obviously, the players would get that, maybe a, a slice of that come, come the summer in a free transfer. So I think it's been mad, bad management. I think the decision had to be made last Christmas or the latest, the summer. Now it's been dragged on. It's clearly affected both players and I think there needs to be um, an answer um, sooner rather than later. And Ross, how do you for feel For the sake that, of the yeah, club and for the sake yeah. of the players yeah. and the sake of the current team yep. as well. We, we need a clarity, everyone does. Ross, what do you feel about the manager? Well, I was just going to uh, mention there, actually, he's come in for a lot of criticism, which I don't think is hugely unjust, but I think at the same time he's been a bit unfortunate. He's come in at a point where you know, this squad is at the end of its cycle. The Europa League final was the pinnacle of that squad. Um, I think we need a complete rebuild in the summer, which didn't really happen. And you've got guys like Kent, Morelos, uh, you've got Davis, Jack, Arfield that are all going to be out of contract in the summer. And you effectively sort of a wasted a year and we're going to need to rebuild next summer anyway. Um, but like I say, his, his team selection, especially at some points, has been... Bizarre. Will he get two years without winning the title? I mean, going to Seville. I think, were you there at Seville? Uh, yeah, we were in yeah. Seville and you were thinking when Naribo scored. It's just one yeah. of those games, mm -hmm. one shot, one goal and yeah. you win. And then within about three minutes or something, mm -hmm. Frankfurt had equalised and you're back down to air. But, yeah. mm -hmm. but you're hoping to, well, you must have still had great expectations. You were hoping for more signings in the summer. But I mean, the club 
they had. There's quite a few bills had to be paid for the most recent years. But do you think he is going to survive? Not unless performances don't start ramping up. I think he'll definitely get to the World Cup. There's only about four, five, six games to the World Cup. Um, and I suppose Rangers need to make a decision on him as well. Mm. Is he going to be the manager next year? Um, if he is, you need to go and back him in January because regardless of whether he's been good enough or not, the squad's not good enough to win the league. Um, you look at Celtic that went to Hearts with more or less half a team still put four in. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Rangers aren't going to do that in a tight game. Um, so I think you know Rangers need to know, is he going to be the man going back him in January and see what, see what we can do? It's going to be a massive game at the weekend. Barry said at the top of the programme, I yeah. know we're talking mainly about Napoli tonight, but I mean, my goodness, Aberdeen. Four, yep. four massive games, but yep. Aberdeen, sure. St John's away the following Sunday, live on, on Sky. Uh, uh, he's got to take 12 points. Uh, yep. Ross is saying he'll definitely be the manager into the World Cup. I'm not so sure about that. I think he drop any points in these four games, he's out the door. I don't think the board, regardless of the financial situation or you know, whatever it may be, you have to go and make a change because clearly you, you look at Giovanni as well, watch his interview on Saturday night after the Livingston game, and we know the signs. Yeah. We know the signs. To me, that looks like a man that, that feels he's on the way out, that feels he's lost something. You see, they've peaked. They've peaked in Seville. They were a penalty kick away if he won the Europa League. It's been downhill uh, since then, which I wouldn't all, you know, put at the manager's door, but ultimately the manager pays the price. I hope he wins his four games because I like Giovanni van Bronckhorst, but if he doesn't, uh, I think the trigger will be pulled on him. You, you reckon before yeah. the World Cup? If he doesn't win his four games. Sure. And we hate to talk that way, Barry, don't we? Especially when, well, he was your colleague and he's your friend and he seems a really good gentleman who knows everything. He's done everything in the game and he took Rangers to the final, what, five months ago? Yeah, but he'll know himself. Yeah. He'll know himself. He, he needs to get 12 points. Uh, you just mentioned there Aberdeen, St. Johnson, I think it's Hearts and St. Mum. That's, that's the four mm. games. Two home, two away, maximum 12 points. Um, I said it last week, it's, yep. it had to be 15 out of 15, and then obviously it was a tough watch on Saturday again, poor performance. Um, they've come in for a lot of criticism, and rightly so, but that's what happens when you play at a, a, a big club like Rangers. There's demands and expectations on you, Paul. And clearly the, the performance have not been good enough, um, the results have not been good enough, um, so it's a big uh, couple of weeks for Gio. Ross, let's lift it now here. What's your favourite all-time Rangers team or, or game? What was your favourite moment as a Rangers supporter? Uh, so, obviously I've not had the... I mean, to speak to my dad and he had Gaza and Loudrop and all yeah. that in the 90s. I had you know, Dean Shields and Nicky Clark of the 2010s. <laughs> so, I've not, not had the best time supporting Rangers. But uh, I think probably that Leipzig game at Ibrooks is yeah. best. Like, I've been to the new camp for... A, game against Atletico and but that Leipzig game was that was just unbelievable especially with scoring pretty late on as well and the atmosphere that night it's ridiculous mm -hmm. <laughs> ridiculous he yeah. summed yeah. it up perfectly that's yeah. ridiculous the, the atmosphere at European nights is just special at Ibrox under the lights mm -hmm. it is special um, just unfortunately the performances in the Champions League this year have not been great but in saying that I thought 45 minutes against Napoli they competed 45 minutes, they competed against Liverpool, but you need to do that for 90 minutes. I know it's a, a tough ask, but when you're playing at the top level, if you switch off for a split second, 
you get annihilated. And that's unfortunate that's happened to, to Rangers in, in so many games. All-time favourite Rangers player? Goalie. Who's your favourite goalie? Who would you go for? Yeah. The doctor's having a think about it. He's consulting. <laughs> I need to come back to me after the game. <laughs> the receptionist says you can't speak to the doctor. Probably would see Alan McGregor um, not just because of my goalie, but more for what he did before. Obviously, in, in uh, kind of administration, I think that penalty save against Samaras, great memory as well. Uh, was, good point. Was yeah. there? Um, but just moving forward, yep. is McLaughlin McCrory good enough to fill his gloves moving forward? Or do you think they need to get into the market? Yeah, I don't think any, like being brutally honest, I don't think any of the three of them, I've not seen a lot of McCrory, but McLaughlin and McGregor aren't good enough. Um, you know, everybody was slaughtering McLaughlin for a couple of mistakes. I, I think McGregor's come in, Dundee United, I thought he should have saved it. Um, Liverpool, I, everybody says about Liverpool away, an amazing performance. I don't think any of the saves were out of this world that you wouldn't expect from a good goalie in the Champions League well he's a tough taskmaster <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> you don't think any of them are out of this world at Anfield a apart from the Salah one where he cuts inside and curls oh, it on, in Ross, I think yeah. a lot of them were oh there was two or three yeah. proper saves <laughs> two or three proper ones yeah. uh, can I just say about McCrory he's got potential McCrory uh, okay. he just needs to play and I think the best thing for him come January is go and play for six mm -hmm. months somewhere Go and play 15, 20 games because potentially he has yep. got it in the locker. I think as well, coming back to the point about Kent, about go and get better than Kent, mm -hmm. coming back to McGregor, go and get a better shot stopper than McGregor, go and get a guy that's better with his feet than McLaughlin. It might cost you a few million, but they spent five, six million no, on no, yeah. right. Well, you'll know it in Bayern. Apart from your number nine, the goalkeeper is the most important position at, at, at the club. 100%. Yeah. I, 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 what I've always said is a yeah. goalkeeper is worth, a top class goalkeeper is worth 15, 18 points a season. Yeah. Especially you look nowadays with Liverpool and Man City, Ederson sure. Allison. Yeah. They effectively yeah. come True. out as an yeah. extra player yeah. in the build up. So right. The only I mean, problem, they, they cost 100 million. If you're willing to pay, and you have paid, <laughs> if you have paid 5 million yeah. for a left back, yeah. then you should be willing to go and pay 7 or 8 for a goalkeeper. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you were paying five million for a left back to, to fill that. Well, it seemed like a, a pretty big position to fill, even though he's not really had a chance. Like, surely go and pay that for sure. for a goalie. Champions League is what forty minutes away. What's your scoreline? What do you reckon, Ross? I've not had the media training that Gordon and my dad have had, <laughs> so uh, they body swerved it a wee bit, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think a one each or a two each would be out of this world. A really, really good result, um, but like I think anything less than losing by two would be all right. Yeah, and I think uh, Barry would agree, and I think everyone would agree. A draw, a draw, a score draw tonight would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, I, I'm trying to bring you into. We're trying to lift everyone I, I, ahead of it. I know, no, tonight. I know, I know. I've got that, and I've got the bruises <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> doctor, you'll soon be doctor, so that's great. Doctor Steen. Yeah. Yep. Next August, so. Fantastic. Watch out, Glasgow. Yeah, exactly. Watch out for the graduation. That'll be some party. Oh, listen, no finer profession. Thanks very much. Hopefully you'll join us for the podcast later with Steam here at the Radisson Red. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're back in a moment.
This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors coming live from the Radisson Red, our Euronight special with our friends at Steen, one of Scotland's leading mechanical and electrical contractors. And it's great to see so many people in here tonight. Barry Ferguson, who captained Rangers all the way to a European final, which we all remember, Manchester 2008. And you got past an Italian team on the way, as I recall. You did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. In the semi-final, Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, why are you bringing this up? Because I missed a penalty. No, not at all. That way. Not because it was Rangers triumphed over Italian opposition. <laughs> That's exactly why it is. Yeah, I missed the because, first penalty. Yeah. Um, and I, oh. I was absolutely devastated. I turned round and I seen the boys. The boys' heads just all dropped. But thankfully, mm. our keeper on the night made a, a couple exactly. of saves. Neil Alexander. Of course, um, yeah. And we get through into the, the final. That was a brilliant run. Come up against some top teams. And again, what we were speaking about before in the show... We had a, a game plan at home. We attacked teams away from home. We sat in and tried and hit on the counter-attack or hopefully get a, something for a set-piece. And it, it worked wonders. And it was the, the late, great Walter Smith who of course. Um, managed and set coached us through that. Yep. No, I was doing my homework today, Mark. There's a first for everything. And I was just looking at the record Italian teams against Rangers. And it's been really, really tough. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I was there that night in Florence, the, the, the semi-final in 2008. I obviously watched Rangers, a, a couple of sore ones as well. Ju Juventus yeah. uh, springs to mind. But then it was a good result. Barry, you guys, with Big Alex team against Inter Milan. Inter Milan, yeah. yeah, right. yeah it, was a, it was a good... Um, it was also, look, I Palmer, think you can tell... Palmer. as well. Yeah, yeah we, we, we dixed him when you were mm. um, breaking through. And, I mean, and that was a qualifier, one. That was a Champions League qualifier uh, to right. get there. They had yeah. Buffon, Crespo, right. right. um, Ortega... So they, they had some uh, amount of play. Wow. They, they were a yeah. top team at that yeah, time, they were, Parma. Yeah. Aye, they, they, were, they were right up there in yep. Serie A um, mm -hmm. every year. But it might be one where Rangers just go against the, the, the tide, Paul, and it turns mm -hmm. um, tonight. You know, you, you've got to take hope from what Rangers did back in February against Borussia Dortmund, you think about it. I, mean, I, don't, even think, I don't think anybody gave Rangers a chance mm -hmm. over the two legs prior to that game. Borussia Dortmund had Haaland in their team, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So maybe they might just produce something because the feeling in the room... And you can understand why, because there's no evidence to suggest that Rangers can get anything tonight. Maybe they'll just pull off a wee shock. That's what you've got to hope. How do you think they're going to line up for those who are just tuning in here to the show? Uh, I think it'll be a, a 4 2 3 1. It's, it's um, McGregor and Gold back for Tavernier, King, Davies, and Yilmaz. Midfield holding two of Lundstrom and Sands. And then Wright, Thielman, and Kent in behind Morello. You've got a bit of flexibility middle to front but it's certainly going to be a, a, a flat back four with, with your two holders. Ashley's joining us now, a Rangers fan. Uh, Ashley, good to meet you. you. You're local. This is a really home game for you, isn't it? Yes, but I fancied getting out of the house to watch it instead of sitting in and experiencing the atmosphere with all of you people. Excellent. And you've been well looked after? Oh, yep. yes. I've good. really enjoyed my pizza and my pint. Excellent. <laughs> so, that uh, shirt is familiar to many of us. I guess some of your favourites would have been around the Ali McCoyst era. Yeah, so I am, um, what was this shirt? Uh, let me think, I was born in 87, so no. 96, yeah. 97, or have I got that wrong? Does that sound about yeah. right? No, yeah. 90, yeah. Oh, I've got it earlier. wrong 95. then. 94, 95. It's the McEwen's Lager one, yeah, with the V-neck. Yeah. Yep. That reminds me of like Mark Haley, can picture That's Mark Haley with him. Yep. Yep. Sure. Uh, oh. Yep. Yeah. Played against yeah. Marseille, of course, oh. so at 92. Well yeah. done, David. Absolutely. Well done. Well done. David yeah. Yeah, right, right <laughs> and uh, Billy there. So before <laughs> your time, what, what are you thinking? Ashley, Ashley, what are you thinking tonight then? What, 
Oh, uh, okay. So I had a dream last night uh-huh. that it was a 1-1 draw. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. 1-1 um, draw. Yeah. And um, I feel pretty confident about that. And, and I would be happy with that result because then obviously next game's back at Ibrox, hopefully get three points. Um, I just think this Rangers team, they're full of surprises. When you think we're going to do well, we don't. When you kind of start giving up hope, we pull out a surprise. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident about a draw. Good phone, UEFA. Cancel the game. Ashley says 1-1. And everyone here says, yep, we'll take that. Yep, we'll take 1-1. Barry, that would be, that would be phenomenal. Bite your arm off for that. Yep, we would indeed. Uh, who's your favourite player at the moment for Rangers? Try and get some positives tonight. I'm thinking maybe the goalkeeper, Alan McGregor, has been Listen, fantastic. I think the outfield yep. 11 need to have a, a top game. They yep. need to be on, be on it. Every one of them. Listen, they're going to go spells in the game without the ball. I mean, five, ten minutes where you just need to let them have it. And sometimes you've got to let the opposition have the ball as long as you don't leave gaps in between where they can get through you. So that's where the discipline comes in and the set-up and... Hopefully the last couple of days they've, they've worked hard on that. And um, the key is tonight, frustrate Napoli. Make it ugly. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you've got to do that to get results. Yeah, but Barry's spot on. Your team shape is so important tonight and every player to stick to their role. You think back to Amsterdam, you think back to the second half at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago against Liverpool. It became disjointed. They were all over the place. Tactically lost their discipline, lost their shape and they were punished. They were just picked off at ease. Now, it happened at Anfield as well, but McGregor saved yep. them from, from a hiding, but they still looked all right at Anfield. But if, if they start the way they started um, in Amsterdam in, in game number one, it's got the potential to be a real sore one tonight, Paul. Particularly that lineup. it's not a defensive lineup. it's nope. not a lineup where you could say 10 men behind the ball and, 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 and try and nick something in the last 20 minutes. For me, that suggests he's, he's going for the opening goal. Giovanni's setting up to go and try and get the opening goal and that could lead to them being, being picked off. But you must keep your shape and be tactically disciplined. Ashley? Personally, I'm really excited to see Yilmaz play tonight. I know it was just Dundee, but I really enjoyed his performance. Um, I do think Barisic has come under unfair criticism, personally, but um, I'm really excited to see what he does tonight. I'll tell you, Barisic at least has bounced back this season, hasn't he? Because last, you would have thought he might be away I in the close season. more for, for, for Barisic... I think he's got everything in the locker in terms of going forward. He delivers a brilliant ball. Just sometimes I think he's a bit negative at times, but maybe that's down to a bit of, a bit of confidence. Um, but he's certainly, listen, he's shown that he's a good player. But I'm actually I'm looking forward. It's a big, big test for Ridvan tonight. Um, and we'll see how he can, he can handle the pressures he's playing against, for, in my eyes, a top team. Did you see some of that five million potential when you watched yeah, he showed them. a bit of positivity, yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. against Dundee. He wanted to get yeah. forward. They wanted to try and make things happen. And that's what you want to see for a player that's been signed for that amount of money. But also it showed me that he wanted to try and impress, not just the manager, but the, the supporters that were inside the stadium. So certainly showed signs that there is a player there. But again, you need to do it over a period of time. Paul, it's, he's only had a couple of starts and a, a substitute appearance. But this is a, a big test for him and it'll be interesting to see how... He handles it um, physically as well, because when you look at him, stature him, he's not the, the biggest. Um, but that doesn't say that he's, he's not going to be a, a real good player. 
a bit like Greg Taylor at Celtic, not the biggest, but he's having the, no, he's, the season of his not. life. And, and, and yeah. the, the backup guy at three and a half million quid, Bernard by you know, yeah. five seven, five eight, Taylor the same. It's just a, it's not it's nobody you hate that level. You look at the great Man City team, sure. Paul. You know, so um, you know height height is not important at this level. It's your desire, obviously, and your ability. What about Leon King? What are you thinking? It's been some yeah. season for him. 18 years old, man. Yeah, listen, and Paul, this will do him the world of good again tonight. You know, you think of what Liam King will learn, uh, what he has learned already, what he will learn. And, and you know, if need be, he can become a number one centre-half um, for next season. Um, but he has to be protected tonight. Tavernier needs to protect him. I don't think Tavernier protected him enough. At Ibrox, the second half against Liverpool, thought he left the young man exposed at times. Lundstrom needs to protect James Sands. They need to really be two proper sitting defensive midfielders tonight. So, Liam King will, will, will be fine, but don't leave him um, exposed because he's not up at that level yet. He's no Conor Goldson. He's got a lot of potential, but they need to help protect the young man tonight. And Conor Goldson, Barry, that's a good point, isn't it? He it will be so badly missed. A casualty of just the other week, and he's out now for yeah, weeks. Not just because he's a good player, he's, he's a communicator, he's a talker, he's a he's a leader on the pitch and off the pitch, um, and that's something that I think Rangers lack big time. Um, so that's the biggest miss that you're going to get from not having a player like Connor Golson is his leadership qualities in terms of dragging people about and being vocal. And it's so important that you've got vocal players on on the pitch. And listen, I think. This sticky period Rangers have been through. Young Leon King can hold his hell, his head high. He, for me, he's shown a maturity for 18, and I just think in time, I think there's a real potential he could be a, a top centre back. But Mark spot on. The experienced guys in that group need to help him. And another young player on loan, Tillman. It could be a night. Could we? Yeah. I, I, again, he he's got all the all the tools. I, yeah. I call it. But again, I need to see it. For More often, minutes. Yeah. I don't want to see it in bits and bobs or mm. five-minute periods here than there. I, I want to see it for... I know it's impossible to do it for 90 minutes, but I need to see a more consistent level from him. 100% there's a player in there. There's no doubt he can make things happen. He can do things with a ball that other players can't, mm. but I need to see it on a more consistent uh, basis. Let's hear, Alan, what GVB was saying about tonight's opposition about Napoli. The game management is very important. We're we're facing a team who's you know attacking really, really fast and good with quality players uh, all over the pitch. So in these environments, you have to be uh, I think defensively quite solid, but still have to find the moments uh, to uh, to attack well. You know if that's in transition or in build up. But you know, if you come here and, and only uh, only defend for 90 minutes, it's wait waiting for uh, you know uh, the damage to be done. You know, we have to be ready to be solid, but take our moments to be uh, to be dangerous as well. And I think that's very important for tomorrow. And, uh, of course, you want to start well, you know, make sure you're still in the game uh, in the second half to get, a, to get a positive result. Start well, Barry. Stay yep. in the game. Stay in the game. Start well. Again, I keep using this word. You've got to be disciplined. Every single player on the pitch needs to do his job at 100%. Um, and as I said, it's a cliche, you hear everybody say it, but it's so important that you make sure that Napoli know they're in a game mm -hmm. and you're going to be tough to break down. And then you can see bits of frustration in the opposition. So hopefully Rangers can do that tonight. And the longer the game goes on, then you never know it can happen. Mm -hmm. That's the way you've got to look at it. Mm -hmm. Mark, and on the bench, I know it'll depend what's happening. If Rangers mm -hmm. are still... 
you know, if they're maybe one down or two down, you can't let it go any further than that. But if they are nil-nil or one-one late in the game, is there anyone on the bench that you could see coming on? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you can look at it. You know, Arfield scored a fantastic goal. Yeah, Ibrox last time out. Um, you know, you've got Cholak in there, who's the number one striker at the club. You know, dare I say it, Matondo's got fantastic pace. He can hurt defence. He just doesn't do it often enough. You know, one out of ten is no good enough. Field, so is, is and and, and, and Sakala's got, got, got good pace yep. um, as well. So they have got the ability to make changes going hot. The two key points of Giovanni's interview, which is, you know, straightforward. It's what you'd expect him to say. Defensively, game management, mm -hmm. so importantly, so important. And offensively, be ready to take a moment. Because in every game of football, Paul, regardless of the difference of levels Rangers will get a chance tonight they might only get one you think back to Anfield they get two chances in the last two minutes and Alisson made two really good mm -hmm. saves so they will get a chance tonight and they need to be ready to take it and if you do that and McGregor has a game of his life you just don't know what could happen like the sound of that yeah Ashley yeah okay but if you only get one chance in the game don't you want our new striker being the one that's in the starting 11 then because i feel like he's much better at finishing his chances whereas morelis lacks a little bit of composure don't you think Barry. yeah it's, it's a good point show like as a, a natural goal scorer um but morelis for me he's got a point to prove he needs to start showing it there's no doubt for me he's a top striker he just not done it enough this season we all discipline not been fit enough now he's got an opportunity. I was watching the game last week against Dundee United. Eh, sorry, Dundee, and it was frustrating. Eleven daylights out me. I'm saying I need I need to see more because what he can bring to a Rangers team is so much. Not just goals, his link-up play, his physicality. So tonight for me, he must be thinking, right? Do you know what? I need to go and show that I'm the number one striker at, at Rangers. But at this moment in time, the number one striker is Sholak like, because he, he's goals. Sure. And you can understand Ashley. And I'm saying... a big fan of. Morelos. Oh, he was your first pick for a long, long he time. He was, yeah. um, but I, I, I just want more film because he's no given enough. Cholak, he would come on if there was a if there's a sniff. You know, he'd still got a chance yeah. because he's a on-form striker. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think Ashley's right. You know, the evidence is there. Cholak is a number one at the moment, but again, the fact that he's no start tonight, Paul, I think just you know backs up the point that there's clearly one eye in Saturday. Mm. There's one eye at Ibrox against Aberdeen um, on Saturday. And if you can stay in the game, and, and, and Barry's right, you know, Morelos, I wasn't at the game last midweek against Dundee, but I heard a number of Rangers supporters yeah. saying that they thought that Morelos' attitude was not good enough. You know, and you know he needs to come out of this huff. He owes Rangers something. He owes his teammates something. He owes his manager something. He owes his supporters something. Because too often in the past few months, He's let the club down, he's let himself yeah. down. And that's not a one-off, Paul. It goes back to Gerard's time, giving yeah. time after time, chance after chance. So he owes Rangers something tonight. For me, there's no doubt about that. Whether he wants to do it, whether he wants to give something back, I don't know, but he owes the club something. Does everyone agree here in the Radisson Red that show of hands could see much more from Morelos? I don't think anyone would disagree. Everyone agrees with you. There's only one more break and then the teams will be out. We're about 20 minutes away from kickoff. And Ashley, for those just tuning in, you had a dream last night and it was? 1-1. One, one. <laughs> you're the commentator. You're pretty good, actually. It could be... Well, if insurance doesn't work out, that's what I'll look into doing, commentating. Great, Ashley. Thanks very much for joining us here. And we're back just after this.
Tomorrow night we'll be on air from five back to five o'clock with Andy Walker and Craig Moore. And you were out with Craig at the weekend, Barry. So he'll be with us tomorrow night. I wonder what we're going to be talking about. We're just moments away from Napoli against Rangers. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And we're live from the Radisson Reds in Glasgow with Euronites in association with Steen, one of Scotland's top, I would say the top, electrical and mechanical contractor. Just need a wee bit of help in the house. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, There's no doubt about that. They are the top. They are the top. We would never do that. We've got Gordon Reid MBE with us. Everyone knows him. A great star from wheelchair tennis. Winning at Wimbledon, you've done it a few times. How special was that for you, Gordon? Yeah, that was amazing for me. Uh, you know, it's the tournament that I grew up watching as a kid yeah. on the TV. Um, you know, when I was a young kid, I, I played a lot of football as well, and it was always my dream to play for Rangers. But when I started needing the wheelchair for sport and got back into tennis, you know, Wimbledon was always the one that I wanted to be at. So to have a chance to play there and win a title was incredible. And the strength that you require for what you do, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, isn't it, Barry? You've, yeah. you've got to admire it. Um, and I've, I've been lucky enough to be at Wimbledon. I got it for one of my, my birthdays down there. I've done the pims and... Oh. Strawberry and cream and too much champagne. Lovely. Um, yeah. The only thing I didn't like when yeah. you, there was always a break, you had to go to the toilet and you weren't allowed back in and when it started. Uh, so uh, that kind of annoyed me, but that's life, isn't it? But I let me know which quite run next yeah. time. I'll, I'll speak to the oh. right people. Right back <laughs> Sorry, that's why I'm bumming you up so I can get tickets. <laughs> Barry Ferguson from Lanarkshire. It's, it's the pims, it's the strawberries, it's the champagne. Where did it go wrong for Barry? And what a player he was. Don't need to ask his undergardener. Oh, steady. <laughs> Gordon, everyone's saying about the Rangers team tonight, but actually, what's your view on the lineup? Well, I know there's been quite a lot of doom and gloom tonight about, uh, you know, kind of probably understandably the way Rangers have been playing recently, but I actually quite like the team. I think there's a bit of freshness in there. I think a lot of fans have been calling for Yilmaz to get a chance, and now he's got it in, in one of the biggest stages. And, you know, he's a guy that, from the little that we've seen of him so far, he seems like he wants to be positive, go forward. He's happy to carry the ball, come inside, which Barisic hasn't. Um, which I actually agree with what Ashley was saying earlier, that I think Barisic has been one of our better players this season. Um, sometimes a bit too negative, but I think he's you know, he's been one of our better ones. But I think if you look at the the guys um, up further up the pitch, I think Tillman, Wright and Kent are all comfortable with the ball. They're, they're all good dribblers, uh, so hopefully they can carry the ball forward. And Morelos, we know his strengths of, of holding up and, and bullying the centre-back. So I think you were saying, Barry, we might be a little bit too open, but you look at that team, well, I look at that team and think we might actually be able to do some damage and attack as well, which has not always been the case. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Gordon's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, listen, I would love nothing more than Rangers to come away for Napoli with at least a point. Um, it's going to be difficult, but listen, yeah, there's crazier things happening in football. Yeah. Listen, Napoli are the informed team. They're everybody's favourites. Rangers ain't, ain't playing well just now. What Ashley did say, I agreed with as well. When you're expecting Rangers to do well, they don't. So everybody, for me, is expecting Rangers to get beat tonight, so hopefully they go and surprise and shock a few people and come back with a point, which I think is going to be real difficult. Manager's just being interviewed live yeah. just now. We'll let you know what he's saying. If we can lip-read, we're just uh, checking there. But look at what happened last night. Leipzig, for example, beating Real Madrid. Yep. Real Madrid, the reigning champions. So, and Barry just said it, that anything can happen. Yeah, it can, you know... The... You know, Rangers are the classic example. Anything can happen, Paul. You know, you've got a, 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 Euro, a European final. 
five months ago when we weren't expected and beat some top teams along the way. They weren't given an easy ride. You know, beat Borussia Dortmund on the way, beat Leipzig, Braga. They're taking a, a number of big scalps um, in the past three years. So, so they can draw on that. And, and as we've said, it's, you know, it's almost the same thing. It's kind of two or three new players um, in there. But they, they, they can produce something special. It's just we've not seen it in the past four games. So there's no evidence there. But there's a chance that because Napoli have qualified... So that you know, as much as they've made changes, that they're possibly slightly um, off the ball, and Rangers need to be ready to take advantage. Like they said, they will get a chance when it comes. What the score is at the time, we don't know, but they will get a chance. And it's been shown with Celtic: you don't take your chances, you don't win the game. But if Rangers get something tonight, whether it's Morelos, whether it's Tillman, and one thing about Tillman is he's so intelligent. He knows the game. I mean, he's a kid; he's not got a lot of experience, but he's a clever, clever footballer, and he's got the ability to go and hurt Napoli tonight. If he teams up with Morelos and they get it going, he's got the ability to go and hurt Napoli. Yep. Every single player needs to bring their A game tonight. There needs there need to be solid, compact, there needs to be a real togetherness tonight if Rangers are going to get anything from the, the, the game. What might be a benefit is they've made a few changes, yeah. but again, we spoke about it at the start of the show. They're a big club. They've got a strong squad. They've got 25 players that could easily play in the, the starting eleven. Um, any day of the week so we all know it's going to be tough but listen it's one that Rangers need to go I'll use the word get a bit of pride back go and show how much it means to them how much they care about it um, so let's let's hope they can they can get something from it What about Morelos? You mentioned him earlier on this could be his night because look at his record in Europe in the last couple of seasons he was a standout for Rangers wasn't he? Yeah and I think when you were asking some people you know earlier coming up who, who their favourite players were, yeah. you know, it's Morelos has been that player for mm. me over the last couple of years. He's he's been the guy that's dragged us through countless games, but you know, we all know the situation that's been going on recently, um, being left out of the squad uh, towards the start of the season and you know, since he's come back he, he's not looked his old self, but maybe, you know, looking at it positively, maybe this is a kind of night that will spark that again in him and um you know, we need we need Morelos firing and we need him scoring goals if we're gonna have success this yeah. season. So Hopefully it's the start of it tonight. But Gordon, you you know, you're a world-class athlete. You've been injured, but you look fit. He came back from injury and did not look as though he'd looked after himself. It's true, isn't it? He was he was carrying a few pounds. Yeah, I think I think it is difficult. I mean, maybe it's because I'm wearing black, but I was carrying <laughs> a few pounds and I came back from my injury as okay. well. And yeah. I think it's not only... I mean, this is the first injury, big injury I've had in my career. And it's given me a, a new sort of understanding and appreciation for footballers that have injuries, long-term injuries, because it's the last thing in the world as an athlete you want to be sitting there and unable to play. Mm -hmm. You know, I know it's frustrating for us as fans to not have our best players coming out week in, week out due to injuries, but the people that are most frustrated are, are the players themselves. They'll be doing everything they can to get back in the pitch playing again because they don't want to be missing out on the Champions League nights and the big games like this. So... Yeah, I think it's it's not only a physical challenge with an injury, yep. it's a psychological one as well. And, you know, that's the, the sort of the, the two sides of it that you have to try and battle to get back to your best. And hopefully you'll be back to your best for next season and, and challenging again for the world title, which you've won so many times with Alfie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try my best. Yeah, I'm hoping yep. to, to be 100% for the Australian Tour at the start of next year in January. So fingers crossed I'll be there. 
Australia in January. That'd be lovely in Melbourne, isn't it? Of course, Barry. I don't know about Pims, but they'll have yeah. plenty of beers over there. Can we do it over there, <laughs> Barry? Barry, like fancy. Barry, like fancy. Book first, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you changed your mind on the, on the score? Because you're given a bit of hope here uh, tonight, without getting carried away. I'm obsessed with getting the scoreline. Well, what do you think, Gordon Reid? What would you say? Uh, honestly, I think it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. In it. That's why it's so difficult to predict. I, yeah. I don't. You know, normally sometimes I think before games you have have a feeling or a little glimmer here and there, but I've got absolutely no idea. I think if we can get if we can get the first goal, we can come away with something. But if we don't, I think it's scary times. And could you imagine what it would do for Rangers' season, though, Mark? If Rangers get a draw tonight, or maybe even just a, a narrow defeat or whatever, mm. do you, that would be huge, I Aye. think, for Saturday. Yeah, but Saturday. Uh, and Paul, what, what you want, what you want at the end of the ninety minutes tonight, both here and over in Amsterdam, is that Rangers have got something to play for at Ibrox next, yep. next week. Can you imagine yep. getting into that game against Ajax next midweek with fifty thousand Rangers fans? And if you win the game, you're through. You know, considering where Rangers are just now, imagine you, that scenario uh, is on the horizon. So that that's that's all you can hope for, as you give yourself something to play for. Um, next week, longer term, it's about winning the league. It's a, it's a bit clawing back that that deficit um, against Celtic. But um, tonight, I, I can't see. It. I think Rangers will score. I'll give you a scoreline. Yep. I think it's Napoli three, Rangers one. Okay. I think Rangers will get a goal, but I think Napoli will just be too good for them. Gordon's nodding to that one. I mean, that's not a bad sounding. Or am I sounding defeatist on that three-one? I, I yeah. wouldn't take three-one now. No. Good. I, I want to yeah. see. I want to see us do better than that. Obviously, it could go the other way, yeah. but I think, as Barry was saying, we, we want to get a bit of pride back and maybe a 3-1 battling, you know, close match. Maybe that does bring a wee bit, but really, it needs to be better than that if we're going to get a good amount of pride back. Of course, and that means for next week, you're looking for a win at Ibrox because the, the, the no points is not happy reading. No, not at all. And I think the lack of goals as well yeah. has been one of the worst things because... At the end of the day, we all enjoy the sport because it's entertaining as well. And I think there's been a severe lack of entertainment from a Rangers point of view recently. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we can get at least a couple of goals next week as well. And, and yeah, a win would be, be brilliant. And Barry, if you were the manager, would you be showing them, well, they'll know the table and saying, look, 16 goals against, one goal for, and no points. It's, it's not Rangers. I don't think you need to show them the, the table. They just need they realise who they're playing for. They're playing for a, a brilliant football club. Um, they've had some poor performances. They've got a couple of games, as Gordon just mentioned there, to use the word to get a bit of pride back. And I just want to see them roll their sleeves up and, and get wired in about it and, and see what it takes them. Go and make it difficult for, for Napoli tonight. Go and um, try and frustrate them. Man, don't give them any time in the ball because when you give good players time in the ball, they're going to do one thing and that's, that's hurt you. Um, so look, I, I'm looking for um, a Rangers performance full of spirit and character tonight and um, we'll see where that takes us. Here's GVB. Let's hear from him one more time when he said, yep, he knows Rangers need to do something really positive tonight. You know, if you don't have the results, especially in, in Champions League, which is, of course, really hard because of the opposition, I think the best thing is to, to get a good result. And that's uh, also for us tomorrow what we want to achieve in a difficult uh, stadium with, uh, against a really good team. To get confidence, you know, you have to have a good performance and, uh, and of course, uh, something positive out of the game. Big night for the captain, Gordon, isn't it? Obviously, for Taff, who's been phenomenal for the club. Um, what are you looking for? from him tonight is he vocal enough 
I just don't think that's his character. That's yeah. not his personality, and I don't think he's going to change now. But I think when we're doing well and we were getting results in Europe last season, that wasn't coming into question. So why all of a sudden are people bringing that up again? Um, I think, you know, I think it's true that there's maybe a little bit a lack of that all through the team. And I think Goldson is, is a big loss because I think he was probably the guy, him and probably him and McGregor together were the most vocal in the, in the, in the squad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Tavani, I think he'd be the first to say that he, he's not uh, reached the heights that he, he expects for himself and we expect of him this season so far. Um, a lot of people have been questioning whether he's carrying an injury recently and everybody said that he isn't, whether you believe it or not, I'm not sure, but... I think he's, you know, he's got to be tidier today. I think he lost the ball quite, quite, quite a lot recently. Uh, simple passes, and we can't afford to do that against Napoli. Uh, we've got to take more care of the ball to be able to to hurt them. So, yeah, hopefully it's a, a positive game from him, and um, he, can, he can show us what he's capable of. Recently, Barry, this is the highest level. I don't have you played in that ground in the Maradona Stadium in Napoli? No, no. I, I, I may have Scot did Scotland. Scotland. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, but uh, do you know what? I'll need to go, but my memory's sure. terrible. Yours is brilliant. I, I yeah, remember yeah. Milan San Siro, the yeah. Walters' first game in charge yeah. of Scotland manager. Yeah. I remember that one, a Saturday night um, game. Uh, I, I can't I remember. Think, I, I think maybe remember. I've played there against that. I'll need to look back. Right. Remember okay. they beat us two 0 Yeah, you think Italy. it was there? That was but, there, that was two 0 in Milan. Kenny Miller no, must but have there was another place through, after that. But, but oh, think, well, uh, down well, in Barry. It was right, down in uh, Barry. Barry. Yeah. Down oh, in Barry. Well, well, no, that <laughs> But one of the great players, Gordon, wasn't he? At Maradona. And then look at last night the goals from Mbappe. Did you see some of the Messi last night? Uh, Neymar. Uh, at the Champions League is where you want to be at the top level. Absolutely, and obviously we don't want to be taking the, the pumpings that we have been taking this year in the Champions League. That, <laughs> Good that's, not, yeah, that's not why we're there, but yeah. um, you'd rather you'd rather yeah. be playing the Tuesday and Wednesday nights than the Thursday nights, and um, uh, maybe it's not actually been the, the best thing for the team this season because the, the European yeah. performances last season seemed to kind of spur the team on as, as, as we went through it, but um, I think when you're when you're getting hammered week in week out in Europe, it's difficult to bounce back from that domestically as well. Everyone's getting ready here now for the game itself. Just a quick comfort break, and then for it, I see there's some uh, good pizza out there. Um, I see Chris Trainer was there a few moments ago. who was at the Celtic game last night, but he's just uh, moved through there. Looking forward to the game. There's a, the prep, trepidation about it. I'm not going to ask a scoreline again here tonight. You've got to hear a bit longer. Gordon, I noticed as well. I know, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had nothing else to do, so I've just been <laughs> running here. Is that going to come back, get rid of that in time for uh, Australia in January? Gordon, hopefully we'll speak to you on the podcast later. Thanks so much, Gordon Reid. The, there's a good crowd in the stadium, Mark, your trackside at the Radisson Reds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, the Maradona um, Stadium, you know, what a player he was for, for Napoli. He obviously won Serie A just about single-handedly uh, for them, you know, 40-odd years ago. Uh, it'll be a great experience for the Rangers players Tonight. You just hope that they can they can do themselves um, justice, get a result for themselves, keep themselves involved in the tournament. And for Scottish football as well, Paul, we need a shot, we need a boost, yep. and uh, it'd be good if it came tonight. Here come the teams are coming out now and looking forward to it. Barry, this uh, last few moments, Rangers playing in the, the change strip because Napoli playing in the, the light blue Rangers yep. in an orange strip. Yep, hopefully the, the change of strip does them a favour tonight. But look, look, as a footballer, Paul, see just yeah. walking out you know, uh, just now and then that, that tune playing, that's the ultimate as a footballer. 
Um, so hopefully they can do themselves justice tonight and, and maybe take something from the game. Thanks for joining us, Barry. You'll be back for the podcast with Steen later here at the Radisson Red. Gordon Reid, thanks for joining us, Billy, and everyone who spoke, Mark, as well. Thanks, Paul. Enjoyed it. You'll be back very, very soon. There it is, the Champions League music. We'll hear it again next week when Celtic are in action. We'll hear it at Ibrox when Rangers play, play Ajax. And can they go in with anything after tonight? We sincerely hope so. Thanks to everyone for joining us here at the Radisson Red with Steen. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We'll be back on tomorrow night at five. Good night. <laughs>